Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. This is my top five Diablo Cody movies. Now, clearly, Diablo Cody, I believe, has only directed one movie, but she is well-known as a screenwriter, uh, a woman who at one point been a stripper, uh, turned screenwriter. Her first movie, Juno, uh, got wild praise and popularity uh, and has done multiple movies since. Uh, six movies in total. So there will be one of her movies that will not make this list, uh, but I will eventually talk about all six of them uh, and talk about why they are, where they are, and why the one movie that doesn't make the list, didn't make the list, uh, is off the list. Uh, Diablo Cody, obviously known for stylized dialogue, especially in her early films, uh, and is somebody that I believe has grown uh, in her career and gotten better as a writer. Uh, and shown the ability to really elevate her writing to new levels. Uh, and I'll talk about that as well. Uh, but let's get us started, shall we, with my top five Diablo Cody films. Starting off with number five, this is a movie that I had seen a while back uh, and watched it again. I watched all these movies again recently to get a, a fresh take on all of them. Uh, this is a movie that I, I really did enjoy and could have put higher on the list uh, and would have put higher on the list. But the main character, in my opinion, is so unlikable. There are aspects of this movie that I just did not like, specifically the main character. And it's not that the movie was bad or the, the acting is bad or any of that. It's just uh, it's just like kind of an anti-hero type of a main character. Uh, but a good movie nonetheless, and uh, a solid film. Could have been higher, but I put it here at number five because of my issues with the main character. And that movie is, coming in at number five, Young Adult. This is a movie directed by Jason Reitman, uh, one of uh, multiple movies that he has directed uh, that was written by Diablo Cody. This one's starring Charlize Theron, which is uh, an actress who has worked with uh, been in uh, multiple movies that were written by Diablo Cody. Uh, Patrick Wilson, Patton Oswalt is in this movie. Uh, it's kind of a small town. This woman who's a writer, ghostwriter for a young adult novel, series of novels, uh, who is in the midst of writing the final novel in the series, um, who is from a small town, and is revisiting this small town that she's from. Somebody that's gotten out of the small town and kind of gotten this career following her dream as a writer in some ways. Uh, but I don't really like this main character. Uh, and it's a movie that, like, she's so, like, she's going back to the small town because she wants to convince her old boyfriend, who is married, who had a, has a newborn, she's trying to convince him to get back with her. Like, she is a main character that has a massive ego, somebody that came from a small town and had mediocre success. She's not a famous writer, but she's kind of considered by, in the, in the viewpoint of all the people from the small town, she's kind of a celebrity. This mediocrity, this, this mediocrity that's being celebrated just because she was one of the few people that got out of this town. 
And there's this there's a the uh, a conversation that happens between Charlize Theron's character and Patton Oswalt's character's sister, and the sister's trying to kind of you know encourage her and and make her feel better because she's clearly not doing well. She failed at trying to steal this guy away from his wife and new child. You know, tried to manipulate the situation. She failed, and this person's trying to like pump up her ego and in pumping up her ego like she's saying a lot of things that are inspirational it's like oh you're one of the people that got out of this small town you know she's like you're an inspiration you you got through it and but then it's like she takes that knowledge and instead of being humble instead of being like gracious she just reverts back to her selfish egotistical kind of like view of herself as some kind of superstar even though she's barely a successful writer i mean she was the ghostwriter for at one point a successful series of books but you know she's not stephen king but in her mind she's like stephen king and everybody she looks down on everybody else and it's just like it's just like this duality that this character is just so unlikable in both of her, whether she's confident in herself or not, she's not a likable character. But there is a moment in this movie that I do appreciate where her character is a broken character. She failed at going back to to convince this guy to go back with her. And Patton Oswald's character is physically broken from abuse that he suffered in high school of this homophobic beatdown he got where people thought he was gay and beat him up disabling him for life and there's this moment where these two people who would never be in the same universe who he was never in their universe but because she had been broken down from her ivory tower of mediocrity there's this sweet little moment where these two broken people finally have a connection uh and i enjoy that i like Patton oswald in this it's it is a good movie i just don't like the the main character so because of that I'm putting it down at number five. And this one doesn't necessarily have it in some ways kind of feels like a movie about Diablo Cody in some ways like this. Charlize Theron's character is like always eavesdropping on these younger kids and how they like have these unique ways of speaking, which is something that was uh, a pretty big staple in Diablo Cody's movies, at least her first two with Juno and Jennifer's body. They had that very stylized kind of dialogue. So I appreciated that. But other than that, unlikable character comes in at number five, young adult. Moving on to my fourth favorite Diablo Cody film. Uh, This is a movie that, you know, it, it was just kind of an okay movie. But by the end, it really made me fall in love with it. And because of that, because emotionally at the end of this movie... I, I was happy, and I, I, and I enjoyed it. I put it at number four. Even though I think Young Adult overall is a better movie, I just didn't like the character. Uh, more well-written, I would say, Young Adult than this movie. But coming in at number four is Ricky and the Flash. Uh, it's a movie Meryl Streep plays a musician who is estranged from her family. She moved to L.A. to follow her musical career. Uh, meanwhile, back in her old hometown... Uh, Kevin Klein playing her ex-husband. Uh, they have a daughter who recently 
got broken up with and is depressed and tried to commit suicide. So she goes back uh, to try and show support, even though she's like kind of abandoned her family. Uh, and it, you know, in a lot of ways, it is a movie about what sacrifices you have to make to try and follow a career. It is a very interesting thing in that, uh, despite the fact that Ricky played by Meryl Streep is a musician trying to follow her dream, but is also a conservative, which is pretty rare in the arts to have somebody who is a struggling artist also vote conservative based on a lot of the things that make conservatives conservative um religion with you know just no support for people who are trying to follow their passions like there's a lot of things that the conservative that the the republicans uh do that don't help artists in any way uh, and it's kind of a, th a theme in a lot of ways for some of Diablo Cody's movies where there is like this conservative aspect to it where it seems like maybe, which I don't know her story, I don't know Diablo Cody's story, but it seems like she may have been raised in a very Christian household, a very religious house household, despite the fact that she became a, st I mean, her story is that she was like in advertising and then she started stripping as a, as a, and pole dancing as like a hobby and then she's just started doing that full time and then but then got back into writing more and did these movies and things like that but it seems like she came from some kind of conservative religious background because that is a theme that is in a lot of her movies and this one no different at least with the conservative aspect for Ricky this and apparently this is based on like her mom was a musician or whatever i don't know assuming there's there's some actual family connections with this uh but the end there's a wedding that happens and uh it's you know the family kind of comes back together in the end and there's this song that the mom plays is able to play with her band ricky and the flash is the name of her band or the flash is the name of the band uh and they play at her wedding and it's like it's a beautiful end to this movie. It was a sweet, like, family drama movie uh, that I enjoyed. By the end, I enjoyed it. And uh, it, it was good. Well acted. Meryl Streep's great, I mean, in everything she does. And uh, solid movie. So coming in at number four is Ricky and The Flash. Let's take a little break from the Ray Taylor Show to promote my live art streams. That's right, I am an artist as well as a podcaster, and I paint live every Thursday at 4.20 Pacific Time. Head on over, the best place ever for streaming, youtube.com slash inspired disorder. That's right, every Thursday at 4.20, you can watch me paint the many faces. Every week, I paint seven new faces of abstract portraits, ink on paper, and you can watch that happen. You can hang out with me while I listen to a classic episode from one of my favorite podcasts. Head on over to youtube.com slash inspired disorder and check it out. Say hi. Let's hang out. Let's have some fun. And let's paint some faces. Now let's get back to the show. Moving on to my number three favorite Diablo Cody film. This is a movie that I liked a lot more when I first saw it. And after revisiting it more recently, 
I realize that I don't like this movie as much. It's still a great movie. It's coming in at number three. But it's a movie that I may have put higher up on my list if I was making this list in the past. But we are here now in the present. And because of that, coming in at number three is Juno. This is the first movie Diablo Cody wrote, kind of a hipster folk kind of coming-of-age, teenage pregnancy movie. Also has a pro-life message to it in a lot of ways, which I've read in interviews that Diablo Cody kind of regrets not fleshing out Juno's decisions to keep the baby more. Uh, but it is a movie that uh, sh the character initially wants to get an abortion, but because of a protester, one of her classmates who was protesting outside the Planned Parenthood clinic uh, convinces her not to. So she decides to just ha give it up for adoption, which makes this movie makes adoption seem pretty seamless. Uh, like it was pretty effortless for Juno to find somebody who's willing to adopt their baby uh, without the baby having to go into some kind of foster care or uh, some kind of adoption situation. So, I, you know, for that reason, I'm like, especially considering the reality we're living in now where it's abortion is becoming uh, taken away, human rights uh, are being taken away from women. It, it's kind of a bummer message. Uh, but I do love aspects of it. Obviously, the dialogue is a lot of fun. I'm a huge fan of Elliot Page, huge fan of Michael Sarah. I think their kind of awkward banter is a lot of fun. The dialogue is a lot of fun. Uh, Jennifer Garner's all right. I'm usually not a big fan of hers. Jason Bateman is a fun character as well as being one of the characters. Uh, J.K. Simmons is uh, somebody that seems to pop up in a lot of Jason Reitman films, which this one is was directed by Jason Reitman as well. Um, so a lot of aspects of this. I like all the pieces. I like all the characters. I like the writing. It's just the kind of the pro-life message of this movie is, is a bummer. Is a bummer. But I really love this movie when it came out. Uh, it is kind of crazy that it's a, you know, it's a movie about a teenager who's deciding to have a baby and then give it up for adoption. And then, like, just the – everything's pretty, like, effortless. Like, oh, they found somebody who's willing to pay for everything, and they have the money to pay. Like, it's a very, like, best-case scenario for a teenager getting pregnant and being able to give it up versus the reality – it doesn't go nearly as seamless as Juno may make it seem. Uh, but I do enjoy it. I like the music for it. I like that aesthetic that it inspired. There's a lot of movies that have that kind of hipster folk kind of vibe to it uh, that came out around this time. Um, but yeah, coming in at number three is Juno. And again, because of that pro-life thing, kind of has that conservative even though she regrets having it and and would have fleshed out would wish she had fleshed out the reasoning better it still has that even though it's like just the consideration for it feels like it has that conservative influence to it but anyway number three juno moving on to my second favorite diablo cody film this is a movie that 
you know, when I first saw it, I really didn't like it. You know, I saw obviously came out after Juno, Juno being the first uh, Diablo film. This one clearly came out after that. And I kind of, you know, there's a sensibility to it. And this one still has that stylish dialogue. Uh, definitely a different genre. Uh, and it's a movie that I've appreciated, not only because it, it, it is taking on that genre, still having that creative dialogue, that creative writing style, uh, but a fun movie nonetheless. Uh, and still, still has that, you can still see the little conservative, that religious influence in it. Uh, but coming in at number two, my second favorite Diablo Cody film is Jennifer's Body. Uh, demonic possession film. Horror film, which, you know, if you're a Christian, uh, being possessed by the devil is a horror scenario. <laughs> it is something they believe happens, uh, a lot of them. And, uh, you know, other than that, it's not a very conservative type of a movie. There is a lot of, obviously, discussion of virginity in that, keeping yourself pure. Uh, it is a situation where these people think they're sacrificing a virgin to, to gain fame, but they, they aren't, you know. Megan Fox's character was lying about being a virgin, so when she gets uh, sacrificed, it, it basically makes the demon trapped inside of her. Which actually, this story, i was been re-watching South Park, and there's the Christmas special of South Park with the, like, happy tree friends that it's all about, demonic possession, and uh, kind of related to this. I don't know which came out first, but it's a very similar type of a thing where... The demon gets stuck inside of this person because they weren't actually a virgin or whatever. Um, but yeah, a, a fun horror movie. Uh, kind of, uh, you know, has that stylized dialogue, which I really appreciate, really enjoy. Uh, fun characters. Megan Fox is great as this, like, somebody who's possessed. Uh, this town that gets obsessed with this band that has this, like, generic song or whatever. Um you know, all, all in all, fun horror movie. I, you know, as a horror movie, fun dialogue, fun acting, fun action sequences, uh, fun set pieces. Uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it's a good one. It's a good, it has a little bit more edge to it uh, than Juno, you know, d but still having that fun dialogue. Uh, overall, a fun movies. Amanda Seyfried's is great. Uh, yeah, the movie itself, it's, jk simmons again playing a teacher uh it's a it's a fun type of movie almost like a vampire in a way like the d demonic possession she has to like feed on people which is kind of has that vampire-ish type of a thing either way it's a, a fun horror movie uh number two jennifer's body it's a good one my second favorite Let's take a little break from the show to promote the many faces. That's right, I am also an artist. I do ink paintings on paper of abstract faces. A new face, a new painting gets released every single day over at InspiredDisorder.com. So head on over to my website to purchase original artwork directly from the artist. Also, there are prints available for select images head on over to inspireddisorder.com buy original art buy prints if that's your jam if you want eight by ten prints on high quality paper also if you're looking to wear some art there are shirts available 
with original artwork by myself. Select faces from the many faces are also available in t-shirt form. You go to inspireddisorder.com, you buy original artwork, you buy prints, you buy shirts, you're supporting an artist directly. And if you're the type of person that likes to invest in NFTs, there are also NFTs available for select faces. Go to inspireddisorder.com now. And now let's get back to the show. Moving on to my favorite Diablo Cody film. This is a movie that is elevated above all of the other ones. This is something while watching these movies in chronological order, I did not think was possible. This is a movie that is elevated far past this and shows that Diablo Cody is just getting going. Like it really shows that she has found a new level, a new gear when it comes to storytelling. It is a movie that blew me away watching it. Uh, starring again, Charlize Theron, directed again by Jason Reitman. Uh, easily levels exponentially better than all of her other movies. And coming off of what I would consider one of her worst movies, uh, but her best movie, my number one pick for my favorite Diablo Cody film is Tully. This movie, in a lot of ways, starts off like a nightmare for me. As a 41-year-old bachelor, somebody that's never been married, somebody that has zero kids, somebody that has no desire to have kids, this movie shows the the nightmare that it would be having multiple kids, not only raising young kids, one of which they referred to as Corky, quote unquote, which I believe would be referred to as autistic or on the spectrum in some way, but raising young kids and having a newborn on the way or having a newborn dealing with a newborn just seems like a nightmare to me. And to think that it's a reality for people is insane. But I love it. You have Charlize Theron. You have Ron Livingston from The Office, who I always love playing her husband. Uh, you have uh, their family. You have Mark Duplass playing her brother, Craig, uh, and then his wife. And they have like they're like wealthy and, you know, they pay for uh, they pay for their night them to have a night nurse somebody to come in at night uh to take care of the kid and to bring the kid up to her to get fed when the kid needs to be fed throughout the night uh but some way to help them out so she can get sleep because uh marlo charlie's theron's character hasn't been the same since she started having kids they know she needs support they know she needs help so her brother's trying to do this thing and they don't necessarily want the help but they get to a point where they cave and they get help. And there is a twist that happens in this movie that totally got me. Like, I'm, like, watching this movie, and, I mean, spoilers, slight spoilers for this movie, right? You have this, this night nurse Tully played by Mackenzie Davis, who's great. She's most recently in Station Eleven, which is an amazing miniseries on HBO. She's great in this. They have discussions that are very interesting about like, well, if you have a ship and every year you replace 
one board of the ship and eventually the ship is all new boards is that a new ship is that the same ship or is it a brand new ship and the idea that like you know humans regenerate cells so it's like are you the same person you were as a child that you are now until he brings up this point that's like oh all of your cells regenerate except for your ears that's probably why we're so connected to music throughout our entire lives, why we have that instant connection with music. But like that, that conversation they have is like a hint to this twist that explains this scenario, the scenario of this person that came into their life as a night nurse to take care of a thing, this, this person as a night nurse that at, at one point helps to recharge quote-unquote recharge the batteries of her husband because there she's so exhausted taking care of these kids it's hard for her to turn that up and then to have this you know normal sexual relationship with her own husband and this night nurse decides to help them reboot that thing and it's like what is going on and then there's this twist that makes it all fall into place it's just like it's like this Fight Club-esque twist that happens. That I don't really want to spoil. You know, me comparing it to Fight Club is, in essence, a bit of a spoiler. But uh, just like the movie was great before that next aspect of it, where you realize the reality of what's going on, when you realize who Tully is, when you realize what's been going on and the idea of holding on to your past, letting go of the person you used to be, moving on, growing up, like so many people have a problem doing and having like this last kind of attempt, almost like a midlife crisis in a way. Absolutely beautiful movie, completely blew me away like proves that Diablo Cody can do amazing work with writing. It, it made me a fan of Jason Reitman. Not that I already wasn't, uh, you know, not that there's like super stylized directing, but just well-told stories, great performances. Charlize Theron is amazing in this, like just really portrays the nightmare of being a mom raising kids and what, a massive headache and like hellhole that would be like for me as somebody who's so far detached from that kind of life uh i absolutely love this movie in every way it blew me away and was easily my number one pick so my favorite movie that diablo cody has ever written is tully now as i mentioned the movie that came out prior to tully was a movie called Paradise. This was a movie that was written and directed by Diablo Cody, and it is by far the worst, one of the worst, I mean, it's a horrible movie. And it, it's a movie, again, that makes me feel like Diablo Cody was raised in like a very religious family because it's about a character who grew up super religious was a victim of a of a 
a plane crash where she had a huge percentage of her body burned. She's scarred. Because of that, she loses her religion, doesn't believe in God anymore. And with the, the money she got from this settlement, decides to go and explore the real world, get a taste of, of the sin that is available. And she goes to Vegas. And it's kind of this fish out of water, her trying to be experience life. But it, as a very, it's just, it feels... It's like a Disney movie version of like this coming of age type of super religious person exploring like it's very G rated in a lot of ways. You know, it's not like it's it's not a grounded representation of going out and partying in Vegas for a, a, a night. Uh, but, it you know, it's this movie where obviously she is able to step out. She eventually goes back and, you know, reunites with her family and all this stuff, but chooses to go travel the world. It has, um, has, uh, the, the crazy guy in it. Uh, Russell brand plays a bartender. That's like showing her around Holly Hunter and Nick Offerman are her parents. Like it's got a decent cast. It has, uh, also has, um, uh, what's her name? Why is it not like right there? She's like one of the biggest actors in this movie. In this, I mean, what is going on with this casting list here? And what's wrong with my brain for not being able to? Octavia Spencer! Along with along with uh, Russell Brand, is showing this, uh, this girl around Vegas. Lamb. Her name is Lamb. Sent to the slaughter in Sin City. Uh, and it's just a very after-school after special kind of vibe to it. It, it, was, it was bad. It was bad. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but easily the movie to leave off of this list, Paradise, is a horrible film. I would not recommend it. Every single other Diablo Cody film is better. Uh, but this movie really made me feel, because it was like written, directed, and produced by her, like, definitely feels like a story that is close to her personally. Uh, and would also explain, if she did grow up like super religious, would explain, one, why she got into stripping as a hobby. Um you know, as a way to, like, break free from these religious restraints, uh, but would also explain why there is kind of the, a conservative tinge to a lot of her movies in general. Uh, but, yeah. Could not put Paradise anywhere on this list. It's a bad movie. Uh, but one more time, this is my top five Diablo Cody films, starting off with number five, Young Adult. Number four, Ricky and the Flash. Number three is Juno. Number two is Jennifer's Body. And my number one favorite Diablo Cody movie by a mile is Tully. Let me know how you would rank Diablo Cody films in the comments. Hit me up on social media. I would love to hear your opinions. And uh, if you've seen Paradise, please regale me with your defense of it if you think it is actually good. 
but anyway, let me know. I'd love to hear it. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.